Are you worried you don't have enough hours in the day to create all the content you need to market your business? Well, I've got a content strategy so simple, you might not even call it a strategy. So hang out with me as I walk you through my entire process for 2024. My name is Anne Samoylov, and I've been supporting and strategizing online course launches for clients, myself, and students for over a decade. And I wanna help you get your big idea out to the world too. Whether you're a coach, an artist, a consultant, or you just have a course you wanna get in front of more of the right people. Well, I welcome you, friend, to the Fearless Launching Show. Before we get into today's episode, I wanna share our sponsor, the hosting hub from The Launch It Co. Now, I've been a member of The Hosting Hub and specifically their co-pilot membership since last year. And I am so glad I made this decision. The reason I'm telling you today is because if you're like me, then you're an online entrepreneur, you have a website, and you might have WordPress as your website, as your blog, and you know you need hosting. Maybe you have hosting. But web hosts can often feel like hit or miss when you need support. You're never sure what's happening on your site, if something needs fixing, what do you do when it goes down. You're not even sure who you're going to get, even if you have a great service. And I knew that I needed an actual person that I could depend on to keep watch. But I don't really need a full-time tech person. So the co-pilot membership gives you an actual WP tech co-pilot that you can depend on every month in your business. They have plans from just WordPress hosting and basic tech support, in addition to some more hands-on treatment, depending on what you need. It really depends on the size of your business, what you need, what your budget is, and you can change things up as you grow. That's what appealed to me, really. It's so comforting to know that I have an actual real person, Amelia, making sure my site is safe, updated, and then I can ask questions in the group and on the group tech calls. This really allows you to hire your tech team or at least one person to make sure you're covered if you're using WordPress. Now, Amelia is an amazing mentor. I can't say enough about her. I've known her for years. And when she started offering this offer, I jumped immediately. And I'm going to put the link directly in the show notes for you. But I highly recommend checking it out as you're diving into 2024, as you're updating your plans, updating your content strategy, which we're going to get into right now. Last week, I shared my process for mapping out the year, the next 12 months, the broad strokes. Towards the end of the episode, I shared how your map of your all of your marketing activities should, can and should, but it doesn't fully have to follow this, but can and should inform what content you're going to share throughout the year. It makes it easier, actually, because this is a business, right? So you either can lead with your content as your map or you lead with what you're going to offer. And what you're going to offer is obviously going to pay those bills. So you're going to want to potentially and most likely start there. But topics alone don't make a strategy. So we're going to go through my own content strategy, what works for me. And it's simple. It's customizable. It honestly couldn't be any other way because that's 
respect who I am. It has to be simple, easy to do, and I have to be able to just say, eh, I don't want to do that. If you want to remove anything, and I'll give you some of those options as we walk through this, you're just going to delete it. So take out a piece of paper, and we are going to go through a few different things. So first, we're going to talk about what you're going to create, okay? Then we're going to talk about when and where that content is going to be scheduled, when it's going to be scheduled and where it's going to be scheduled, and some of the choices. And then finally, we'll talk about producing all the content because this conversation might lead you to be like, how am I actually going to create all this, right? I have asked that question many times myself. We'll get to that. Okay, so first things first, let's talk about what you're going to create. My advice is do what I do. I've done this since day one. My, I mean, my very first launch of Fearless Launching, I switched gears from talking just about productivity and kind of health and fitness-ish stuff. I spent a month only talking about launches. And at the end of the month, I announced a webinar and I opened Fearless Launching for the first time. Now, granted, it wasn't yesterday I did this. It was a little, it was a few years back, but that was like the core of what I did. So I think if you just think in terms of what am I going to be offering that month, then that informs what content you're going to create. And that means for free or paid things. Maybe you create something free that's just a resource for someone. You could be like, oh, I really want to get this in many people's hands. I'm not ready to offer a paid product yet. That gives you the opportunity to create content that is related to that freebie offer, okay? Be direct about your content so that it easily goes from what point the content to the offer. And when I say offer, I'm going to say that about free or paid offers or someone else's offer. Okay. One, you can have inspirational content in the mix, of course, aspirational, inspirational, but even that should somehow be supportive to your ideal customer. What's something they're struggling with or that keeps them stuck right now, maybe before you have something to offer? And what are some words of wisdom or advice you can give them right now? Actually, the moments before you actually have anything to give them. And the moments in between when you're not really sure what you're going to offer next are great times to just give some encouragement, right? Also, think about some in terms of the what. What are some other skills that your ideal customer needs before they might be ready to dive in and work with you? If you work with photographers, for instance, and they don't have their, maybe their block or their challenges. They don't have the right gear, they think. So you give them a beginner's gear list or you walk through what that might look like or whatever their first step is or a skill they need in order to take that first step with you. Think through that for yourself. Think about this timeline for people, your customers, your clients, people who you meet, actually just humans are all on their own timeline right? They're either beginning something, they've done a little work, they're pretty good at it, they're proficient, 
And then they move all the way to the other end of the timeline where they're in mastery mode and they're just continually improving and mastering new advanced things. So whatever you're offering people, whatever you provide people for a course, a coaching program, or perhaps a service of some sort, it's going to be for them at some point on this timeline. So you can back it up and provide content for part of the timeline you don't serve. And I I actually love doing that. Also, you can ask what's something they were struggling with or are struggling with right now that needs immediate relief. What's one thing that you could share with them or a piece of advice you could give to them, something that they could do right now without any dropping a dollar, putting their email in? What is something that they could do right now to give them some sort of immediate win? I understand not everybody is like solving a problem or curing a situation, but there are still things like what's something today? Like even if it's some an artist or it's a decorator or a painter or something, like maybe someone is struggling with the fact that they have completely bare walls. They just want to print something out put it in a frame from Michael's and put it up. What could you do for them? You could have a downloadable piece of art that maybe it's a free piece of art. I don't like to devalue artist work and art because I just don't love that. But if you look at it in terms of solving someone's immediate relief or immediate problem or immediate challenge or something they would really love right now, That can really go a long way. I'm going to just recap a little bit about that one, what you're going to create. A, go back to your map. And if you haven't listened to that episode, go back to the episode, make your map, and then you're going to see, okay, I've got that content happening in February, this happening in April. That's, That's my offer in June. That's what I'm going to be selling in December. And look for, that's where you're going to start in terms of your content. What are many topics surrounding that thing you're going to be offering? What's something that could introduce that thing you're offering them? What's some sort of challenge to that offer? What are mistakes to that offer? This is actually all stuff I talk about. I, as I'm saying it out loud, I'm like, oh, right, that's in my comfort content framework that I have inside a few different programs just because we talk about launching in all my programs, but specifically in the message lab, which is more about finding your voice and practicing and using it really to build your business. So think through what you're actually offering first, then think about inspirational content, then think about other things your ideal customer or that person that you're already trying to reach needs that perhaps you're not going to offer them, but you can still give them in the form of content. Okay. Those are the what. Now, during this what phase, don't even think about format unless you know for sure you want to do something as a video or whatever, but don't focus on that as, okay, I got to come up with 15 million podcast episodes, or I've got to come up with 20 videos. Just think in terms of what are you going to be covering. So next up, when and where is this content going to be published? What's the schedule? So we've got a few things here. And this might, I mean, it 
this is where I'm going to tell you, you really need these three types of content and two of them, you can reduce the number per week. You can reduce the number per month if you want. So first, I am going to encourage you to create one type of longer form weekly content. I mean, back in the day, it was blog posts. Some people are still blogging now, which is great. Uh, Videos, podcasts, but it's got to live on a more permanent kind of site. YouTube, your blog, or it can be a podcast, which then lives on iTunes or wherever it's hosted, actually. Remember in the map episode, I mentioned your weekly content, the longer form content that might make you groan a little bit, but the longer form will actually help you have, it'll give you all the material you're going to need for the rest of the content you create. Okay. So once you have that longer form piece of content, figure out a day when you're going to actually post it. Okay. You got to decide on a day and try to stick with it. Next, we're going to talk about promote, promoting that weekly content. And I want you to do three, at least three times a week, I want you to promote that weekly content. One, at least on the day that it goes out, maybe two. And then after that, honestly, I personally think you should promote more than three times, but start with three times where it's like day of, day after, a couple of days later, that following week, and before the next thing comes out, right? Promote your, you can promote your weekly content in your newsletter if you have an email list. And if you don't have an email list, definitely you want to start building that email list. Newsletter, Instagram stories, Instagram reels, shorter form on whatever you're choosing. Now, I want to tell you about it. And I have an episode coming up about Descript. But Descript is a really great tool. There's other tools that do this as well. But Descript is the one I have. So that's the one I have experience with. So when I'm editing, I have a crazy little process for my podcast, which I am not even going to go into today because that is not simple. (laughs) But at one point, my entire podcast is in Descript. I'm taking out the uhs, the ums. I'm tightening things up a little bit. So what you hear at the end isn't me. It, It really, it makes actually editing of any kind super easy. So If you don't already have that or haven't tried it out, please try it out. So once you have your main thing done, they have an ability to then create shorter clips for you that then you can turn into video content right there. You just have to pop the video in and then you can pop whatever you want on it. If you go to my Instagram feed, the one that has the feet walking through the snow, my reel, with the feet walking through the snow and my voiceover. That's directly from my edit of my podcast. I didn't have to do anything special to that. It really didn't take long at all. I actually exported like four different ones from that just to try it out, just to see how fast it would be. And it's very fast. So use easy tools like that. And there are other ones. I know Riverside FM If you have a podcast, you're able to then create those magic clips 
I think there's another one I just became aware of called VED, V-E-E-D, VED, that you might be able to do the same thing with. But I say, take your podcast, your actual podcast, and put your voice over it to promote your weekly content. You can share things on all of these places, on your stories. You can go to Spotify if you have a podcast and share it there or share a screenshot or share a video of you making the thing that you made for the weekly content. So there are so many ways and three is not a lot, okay? You can make those three right as you're finishing the actual content, right after it's actually published. So next, once you've got all that promotional content done and scheduled, and usually that's going to be the day of, the day after, a couple days after that, and a couple days after that. And in theory, also, you want to keep repeating and sharing that stuff. One thing that I haven't done for a while, and I'm thinking about setting it back up again, is my Meet Edgar kind of revolving door, which would constantly bring my podcast back into social feeds. I don't know yet. We'll see. We'll see about that. Okay. Next one, also three times a week. You're going to choose a social platform. I only, I'm on Instagram, really. I'm never hardly on Facebook. I'm not even in any groups, really, unless it's for an event or a free challenge or something like that. But I want you to pick one social platform and just one that you love and post there three times a week. If you can't post three, at least post one time a week. Now, here's what you're going to post on this site, um, on this platform. They're obviously going to be shorter. They can be written. They can be video. They can be audio. They can be a mix. And you can create mini topic content. Really, I think that is, that's something that you're going to start seeing more from me. That's what I've already created. And I just have to, it's scheduled and it'll be published over the next couple of weeks. You might even see something. But these are, again, topics related to your primary paid offer. You don't need to tell people to go sign up for anything, but you could. You could send people to a roadmap. You could send people to a workbook. You could send people to a wait list. You could send people to a masterclass if you're using an automated webinar. But you want to find a way to share many topics related to your main offer, okay? Or just show samples of what you're offering, of what you're doing, of what you're going to be creating. And consider adding in some random posts or sharing other people's content on stories to deepen the connection and your knowledge. And they're not there. You want your audience to know that you understand the lay of the land. You understand the industry. You're part of the industry. And when you share peers' work, that does happen. Okay. You might at this point be thinking, wow, that is going to be a lot of work for me. And I'm not sure I'm going to have be able to do that. And of course, look at what you've put in this month's map, for instance. This is what I first do. Of course, when we're mapping out the whole year, you might think, okay, I do know what I'm going to be offering every month. So now let's focus on the upcoming month, not the current month. Hopefully you're 
already doing stuff for this month. So let's look at what's happening next month. And that should tell you what you're offering, what you're working on, what your focus is. Maybe you have a theme for the month and what kind of content needs to support that. Then you're going to decide how many pieces of content are possible for you. One to two a month? One to two a week? What is going to be possible for you? And I I don't want you to, even though I said, you know, one piece of long form content, yes, I do think doing that weekly is the most ideal. But if you're like, Anna, there's no way I'm going to be able to do that, then guess what? Do it every other week. Do do what works for you. I just say weekly because honestly, podcasts is easy for me to do weekly. It really is. I'm sitting in my bedroom on my bed because my cat has taken over my closet. That's her. She's claimed that now as her lounge den and she just was giving me dirty looks. So I just had to leave. Anyways, beside that, like that's the only one that I really want you to try to do weekly. But here's the rub on that one. If you're going to do it weekly, you also have to be able to promote it weekly, right? So what I learned last fall when I did two episodes a week is I was like, I don't have any time. I have no bandwidth to promote these two episodes. I have bandwidth for one episode to promote. So you might say, you know what? I don't have bandwidth for one episode a week. I only have bandwidth for one episode every other week. So you just need to get clear on what's going to work for you and how you like to create things, right? Once you know, okay, I'm actually going to do one episode, let's say every week, and I'm just going to cut those other numbers down to the minimum. Promotion is going to be three, and then I'm going to, I'll do that for a few weeks, and then I'll add in perhaps. By March, I'll add in the social, like additional content. I'll do that. Okay. And just get clear on what you can and can't do. You've got your long form, your promotion of the long form, and you've got your social content, which is like educational, aspirational, how to, and possibly following whatever types of posts are popular at the time that you might want to play around with. So think through those for yourself. Once you have the number of pieces of content that are possible for you, I want you to schedule batch days for yourself. Now, batch days don't have to be like podcasts will be done for a month on this day. This will be done on that day. I want you to break apart your batches so they're like related content that you have to do. So like longer form outlines. I'm going to do February's longer form outlines and writing all in one day. Or I'm going to just do the outlines on one day. I'm going to do the long form full content, the script, the post recording on another day. And then you could even break it down so that you're like outline one day, script one day, recording one day, editing another day. And that's fine. Whatever works for you, make it as easy as possible. Break out each step as much as you need to. You might have a day where you're going to take photos. You might have a day where you're going to make graphics. I say go for photos, just be taking them wherever you possibly can and then keeping track of them or take them once a week, take them on a weekend day. And then in terms of graphics, use templates, create one template and use that. I like to have one week per month when I'm knocking out a ton of these things 
where I'm like playing and I'm being creative. Certain times are better than others in my home, but I liked, I usually like to do it all in one week. Like right now, I'm in the midst of a recording week. And sometimes it's not possible, but I really do try for that. Now, a few things for getting started. Like I said, reduce the numbers I've shared here and how often, okay? If you know that you're going to have difficulty creating fresh content for your social platform and promoting, focus on promoting what you've actually created in the long form. That will be priority. Now think about what format would be easiest for you to create. Is it video? Is it written? Is it audio? Is it photos? What is it? Choose less platforms overall that you are going to worry about. So for instance, if you're doing a podcast, this is why I do a podcast. I can't recommend doing a podcast more. I know some people have mixers and all this other stuff, but I literally have a microphone attached to my computer. Now, is it the absolute best? No, I'm actually upgrading my microphone and upgrading some things. However, this has been okay for the last, oh, I don't know, almost 10 years. And I've had different microphones over the time, but I've essentially had the same setup. Computer, microphone, I'm using QuickTime Player to record. Once I get that edited and I upload it, I set up my uh, Libsyn account to distribute everything to where it needs to go. Now that includes YouTube. But I'm doing some additional things with YouTube. I wasn't doing it to YouTube for a very long time. So if in reality, though, I could just have it just sent up to YouTube and I wouldn't touch anything. But I am trying to optimize the uh, description and making sure that the title is correct and that the thumbnail looks good and all that. Okay. So just think about what's easiest for you and which one allows you to Use the least amount of platforms and tools possible. That's going to make it easy. And what is easy for you to do in your home or won't require you to like go to some special place to do it that might be inconvenient. I'm talking to people who are parents, who are single parents, especially like myself, where if my kid stays home, all bets are off. Either way, pick something that is going to be easy and convenient for you. Take pics and video with or without you in them and save them in Dropbox or Google to be your personal stock library. You probably already have a lot, so just go in, go through your existing photos in your computer and your videos you've created and past videos and posts that you might have put on social somewhere and mark them, mark any that can be reused or repurposed. Make a folder, drag them in, and get going, okay? And then don't worry about making perfect graphics or spending hours in Canva. Not worth your time. Non-negotiables, final thing here. Establish that longer content or main content first. Make that the thing that you get going because that's gonna be the thing that you really wanna put your heart into. You really wanna put the you into, right? Next. Make sure you actually tell people about what you just published in stories, in newsletter. No fancy graphics required. Nothing. You could just do straight to camera if you really want to be on camera. Use a tool like Descript to edit the content 
especially if it's a podcast or video, and use their magic clips to export a few things for reels or stories or whatever. You can do that. And when you're ready, create mini topic short form videos like reels or YouTube shorts related to your primary offer. Build up to that. And that's it. That is my simple content strategy for 2024. The great thing about it, and I think this is what makes it simple, is that you really can choose how you want to build it and how you want to start working with it and how you start want to start building up your stamina for creating content. Because like it or not, it's with us as the way that we're going to be connecting with our soon-to-be clients, customers, students, and other people that we're going to serve in our business. All right. So as always, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the of the podcast. I put all the links below in the show notes, as well as a link for you to check out the WordPress hosting and tech support from the Copilot membership. I really recommend that. It is well worth the money that I've spent so far. And I just have the base level because I don't need any more just yet. But they offer more hosting plans than just the one I have. So definitely just go click that link, check it out. Have a great rest of your week. And as always, I will see you next Thursday. Take care.